everybody, you know what time it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ew. That's not okay? It's not. Okay. But you were tuned in to another episode of Million Dollar Conversations. I am Patrice and Gwenny. I'm Tweety and Gwenny, a.k.a. Uncle T, Big T. You know what I'm saying? Nobody, nobody calls you Big T. I can you call do. you that. No. <laughs> Ew. Okay, so um, we are just coming back. First of all, we want to thank all of y'all for all of the yes. love, all of the support for all two of our episodes so far. Uh, <laughs> but we thank you so much um, just for the feedback we've gotten from people we know, from people we don't know, from people we haven't talked to in a hot minute. Um, so we just all together appreciate every single um, every single call, text message, feedback review or whatever of our last few episodes i'm glad y'all are digging the content that means we're doing something right so make something sh- make sure you go on <laughs> apple um apple podcast and leave a review on our podcast and make sure you rate it and subscribe as well there is a subscribe button when you go on apple podcast absolutely so today we're talking about something big something major we are talking about something colossal something gargantuan epic something of a massive Massive. I can't. I'm thinking. Catastrophe. No. Catastrophic. Catastrophic. That's the word I was looking for. Yes. Yes. Come on. Think with me. (laughs) Think tank over here. Right. We're talking about a pyramid scheme. Oh, child. Because it feels like we know a bit about that, right? So, um, just to kind of take y'all straight into where we got all this good information from before we just go in. So, we're going to start with our business topic today. Um, We're going to switch it up. Switch it up today. All right, so we were watching a fabulous interview done on Breakfast Club. We are Breakfast Club watchers, um, and with uh, Master P and Romeo, right? Little Romeo, right? So I this this is my little <laughs> chime in. Master P is one of my favorite people, um, one of my top five influential business people that I would just love to just have a conversation with because I just feel like um, his head is in the right place when it comes to family, faith, and business. Just my personal opinion. Um, So in this particular episode, every time they come, I love that they don't come empty-handed. With the (laughs) manyatis. Don't forget the (laughs) manyatis. Like, I, I love that, like, their approach to everything is like, look, if you're going to sit me down for an interview and you're going to try to dig up in my business and try, I got to, something for try to get the worst out of me, best mm-hmm. believe, like, I got something in the trunk. Like, best believe I'm going to pull up with every single product I own, every single sir, every single thing I'm trying to promote. They had on their shirts, um, what is it, God is Real. They're creating a faith-based movie. Shout out to Master P and Lil Romeo. I have not been a fan of Master P's movies in the past, but what I can appreciate about Master P is that he's going to keep on trying to do, he's going to keep on doing stuff that other people may not like, but somebody going to watch it. They're going to say, uh, For me, I appreciate the fact that he's relentless, mm-hmm. he is authentic, and he comes with it. Right. He's saying, this is my product. Right. You're watching my movie. I backed this. I created this. Right. I acted in this. Right. I got my son with me. Right. He's not saying, well, I went and recruited so-and-so. Like, I did everything on my own. Mm-hmm. And you rarely get to see that, especially a father-son duo. Name another one. Name another one. I'll wait. You're not going to find one. Right. And if you do, they're not on that same level. <laughs> And um, the more the more and more they kept talking about the things that they believed in and, and just how passionate they were about just owning stuff and, and doing great things together as a father and son and appreciating one another. 
that is rare in the in, in the black community, so to speak. What I um, what it reminded me of is that like every there are many things that you will try to do and be laughed at, but that does not mean you stop trying. Oh, we've been laughed at. You know what I'm saying? Huh? And so like, <laughs> I mean, not even just us. I mean, if you are the person on the other end of this and you're like, man, I know what it feels like to get up and publicly ride a bike for the first time. Like right. that's what starting a business feels like. Like learning to ride a bike for the first time in front of a crowd of people with their phones out. And it's like, you're going to fall. You know, you're going to fall, but like, dang, you gotta still how, do it. how, how long do I stay on it before I fall? Kind of, so to speak. So, um, they have a lot of different things that they are backing. A lot of these things I didn't even know. Like one, they're behind rap snacks, which is, um, if you did not know a super influential snack in the, um, and in, in, in the, the ghetto, ur- in, no, in the urban community, I call it what. All in right, the ghetto. but okay, let's let's take a business look at it. One, you know your demographic. Two, you know exactly the location in which your demographic is. Three, you know oh, what your demogra- demographic is going to right, eat. Right, right, right. So, I mean, if nothing else, I teach high school. Um, nothing else. These kids gonna have two dollars to buy some chips. Like if nothing, and trust me, usually it is nothing else. So to have wrap snacks. In the hood, no, it may not be at your quick trip that's in your, you know, in your your nice middle upper class neighborhood, but it's going to be at the Conoco off of Ramey. It's going to be at s- somewhere at somebody's hood store. So they're behind Rap Snacks. Um, they have this um, hybrid shoe called... The Magnatis. <laughs> I, I would like to take it from you. Oh, okay. So the Magnati is their original shoe. First of all, I love the name because it sounds like black people would buy it. <laughs> Just think about it, Magnati. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, the first time they came to the Breakfast Club, the Magnati shoe looked hideous. It looked like leopard print throw up. Really? On a, it was a more canvas. of master masterpiece style. It was like an old it's, school. It's a mature. It was a mature. It's like vibe. your uncle's vibe. It's like <laughs> right. your uncle that still, that dates women twenty years younger than him. It's like that vibe. But you can find this shoe at your local Ross. You know, it looked like <laughs> you know you wear it once and never wear it again. But they were so proud of it, the fact that they created the shoe and not understand, like, the... Taking pride in the things you right, create. ownership. I found that to be dope, no right. matter how it looked. Like, I wasn't, oh, man, like, look at them, and this is ugly. I was like, oh, wow, like, you put effort into this. It mm-hmm. is ugly. Mm-hmm. But you guys put effort into this. The only way is up from here. Mm-hmm. And a lot of entrepreneurs, the only way is up. Up, 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 up again. No matter how you start. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people may look at the start and be like, oh, man, that was ugly or that was a rough start. So and they point fingers at you while you're riding your bike, so to speak, or you try to ride your bike. But I think the most important thing is that you still continued to get back on the bike. So another thing that uh, Master P and Lil Romeo are behind is noodles. All right. They sell now their own brand of cup noodles. I don't know if they have different variations of it, if they have like pack noodles or whatever the case is. All right. And so what Tweety and I found particularly entertaining about this is one, like shout out to Master P and Lil Romeo. I'm sorry, Romeo for uh, Lil Romeo. Percy, Just because he's older now, we is, we don't drop Put some respect live. on the man's name. Percy Miller and the other person. Percy, Hersey, Mercy, all of them. And then Shirsey, I love them. <laughs> um, but anyway, like, one, like, I want you to raise your hands right now if you have never had a bowl of noodles. Like, raise your hands. Like So, for one, like, he is creating something that he knows that everybody 
has eaten, will eat, whatever. Especially in a time like this, y'all y'all better go out right, there and y'all, get some noodles. Look, y'all willing to fight for some noodles right now? Okay? Y'all fighting for this toilet paper? Get them noodles. <laughs> get get some, them wrap snacks. Get <laughs> support, Come on, support, support black businesses. <laughs> Empty it out for a master P and <laughs> For Nola, no okay. limits, no okay. limits. Okay, let's go get to the point. Okay, my bad. <laughs> so what he said was like, you know, I think him and the other interviewers, they were kind of laughing, like, yeah, hey, you know, we got our, we got our noodles. We're not playing out here. Like every single place that we could feel in the need, we're gonna do it. Right. And then he was like, you know, I was trying to sell these noodles, like, you know, to people who are familiar with me. They sitting up here asking, like, man, what's the sodium level? Now you know, doggone well, you ain't never looked at no noodles and just examined you the throw sodium that thing level in the like bag. And you know you finna eat it immediately. Like if you've ever been in a position to actually eat noodles and you know that that's all you had to eat, please tell me when you were looking for the sodium level. Never. And so this reminded us about several times in our business, um, from from conception day to to even current day, of of just being asked different questions about our business with with so much doubt. But I want you to know if you're in the conception level of your business, or if you're just like building up your wherever you are in your business stage, that there when you get those questions from people, specifically people that are close to you, to poke holes in your business, that's not a bad it's thing. It's only gonna make you better. It's not a bad thing, regardless of what their intention is behind it. When you stand in front of investors, they're going to poke holes. So why does this work? Why do we need this? Why do you need our money? Blah, blah, blah. And if people are sitting up here and you're trying to develop the next ramen pack, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Because ain't nobody calling up Top Ramen. Ain't nobody in the hood calling up Top Ramen saying, oh. The sodium level is too high. Yeah, the sodium level. Y'all should stop making this. It's killing people. Like, nobody is doing that. Right. So why do you have so many questions for the smaller business that's on their way to something else and something greater versus these bigger businesses? Nike was created in a garage. People are stealing and willing to kill to buy Nike products today. Yeah. Nobody (laughs) nobody fighting for the Magnatis. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> they don't sell. Okay. Okay. My my whole take on this, Patrice, is a little different. Is I agree with that. And I actually accept the challenge of somebody not understanding the brand or the conception or the creation. The problem that I have is that when somebody takes the idea of what you have created in front of you or in front of the world, and instead of being like, you know what, that took some effort. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. I that took some work. It. I don't understand, but I, I can appreciate right. it. Yeah. I ain't going to buy it, but I know that it took some work. Right. But they'll find everything to to say about it on how they would do it better or they should try it like this. But I ain't hitting nothing. Right. And I'm like, what you doing? Based on our investigation, you started the fight. You lost the fight, but you also started the fight. Sure, I can't even do nothing. He's got a net back injury. Nobody did nothing. Like, it'd be great to hear from somebody who's doing something and they're like, you know what? Like, this is how you could tweak this and tweak that. Because at that point, it's constructive criticism. I can take something and apply it it to the business and actually make it better. But when somebody just says something and leaves it at just an open-ended question or open-ended clause, it makes me feel like, dang, like, were you actually even, did you actually even care? You know, specifically with our own business, we're almost coming up on a year of being in business with Hustle Blends. Um, And I want to make it very clear, not that we have to, not that it has to be said, but Hustle Blends is 100,000% an original idea that was developed by Tweety and Patrice Sanguini. 
Okay. In a one-bedroom house apartment. <laughs> right, right. I mean, like, it, it just was, okay? And what we have been asked, again, <laughs> almost up until this day, is if our brand is an MLM, if it's a multi-level marketing scheme, if it's a pyramid scheme, are we selling this for someone else? Is this like Herbalife? Is this right, like is this keto coffee? Right. Is are it, you selling flat tummy tea? Are what, you getting coffee from another person and then you putting get, in a bag? Right, like, right. What? Did you go to Kroger and empty out coffee? Like we've been asked a slew of things. And for those who asked because you were curious and you just wanted to know, that's cool for those who ask because you were just trying to pick and pry that's cool too but one thing is you have to stand completely 100,000% confident and godfident in your business Mm, when your business is developed and it's an assignment when it's something that you were supposed to do when it's something you're supposed to walk upright in it don't matter who say what people I'm pretty sure people were laughing at um, Thomas Edison when he created lights like what are you you doing creating light bulbs you know what I'm saying I'm pretty sure that People were laughing at other people. At the Wright brothers as they they were creating the airplane. And they're jumping off cliffs and trying to get this plane to go off. And the wings may work or may not work. And it's countless L's back to back. And they yet still have the mindset that, no, I know this is going to work. It's a process. And nobody wants to see the ugly part of the process. People want to see the, I'm accepting my award speech. People want to see the, oh, you made it and you're a multimillionaire. Nobody wants to go through the process. Lucky for you, the dream is not for sale. It was never for sale. But what is for sale is this coffee. So make sure that you go ahead and log in to www.hustleblends.com. We are the roasters, the grinders of this coffee, all right? We sell it. We bag it, all right? Located in Texas, specifically. You know what I'm saying? So just know (laughs) the dream is not for sale. But seriously, though, um... It, people can get so discouraged by that. You know what I mean? Like, right. by, oh, people doubted me. Why, you know, a big thing that people talk about when they start businesses, like, my friends and family didn't support me. We can go, I could go on record for saying, like, you know, we've had a lot of support from our friends and family, but the the bulk of the support has actually been from people who have never... Strangers. They they would have, like, seriously, like, they don't know us. <laughs> We'd walk right past each other. Wouldn't even know us. You know what I'm saying? Wouldn't Wouldn't... You know, whatever, but just purely off the genuine interest in what we're doing, off of knowing our story, off of knowing what what's going on, what our intentions are, what our brand like that is where the bulk of the support has come. So you have to also understand that sometimes your friends and family see you as the way that they see you. And, and it doesn't it mean change. and it doesn't mean it's a negative thing. It doesn't mean they see you in a negative light. But if you have never done anything to that magnitude before, like people see what they see. And again, the, the dream is not for sale. I don't I don't start a business so I can get you to buy into it and get you to realize that you need to start a business too. That's never it. That's not it. Right. And then I don't post so that you could like it. Like this is a, this is a billboard to me. This is a, this is like the McDonald's sign, the arches when you pass by the driveway, uh, the (laughs) the highway, Mm -hmm. this is what we are doing when we're online and we're pushing our brand is to, Hey, we have something that we believe in. Right. We have something that we have created from scratch, from logo conception, from uh, writing down the business plan, from going through countless, numerous numbers of L's. And still learning. And, and still, still taking learning. L's. And Listen, still per- if y'all knew how many L's we have taken, you wouldn't even be mad when we win. Right. <laughs> I promise you, you would not even be upset But nobody knows because guess what? It's all in the consistency. It's yeah. all in the going forward. Now, like, that scab is old. 
that right. scar it's old i'm not keeping touching it oh it's a boo-boo no like mm -hmm. i learned from that mm -hmm. we took the l's we learned from it and we made them lessons we made them things that can uh hold our foundation there's so we are structurally founded on the actual god-given idea that we were given so we don't stray back and forth did god say it? no like god said it mm -hmm. so our job is to continually strive for it because it's more than just me and patrice and that's when that's when I knew that this was way bigger than us is when God was like, everything that y'all are doing now is bigger than y'all, too. It's for the world. It's for my people. And so that's why it's important to always still believe like when it when it don't look right, when people are laughing, when people are doubting mm -hmm. is to still dust it off, dust off your shoulders. And keep it walking, you know, keep on walking. And the other end of that, too, because you can't just acknowledge the, the end of the person who was actually going for something. Because we've all been on the in the passenger seat, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and didn't understand somebody else's vision and may have laughed or may have been like, man, girl, what's she doing? What's she, what's she doing? You know what I'm saying? I can recall a few times, even in right. my childhood, just purely out of ignorance. And that's where it's coming from. Like, we all have an area in our life where we are just purely straight up and down ignorant about something because we just don't know. We just right. haven't been introduced Go to ask it. Soldier Boy. Nobody broke it. People was laughing at Soldier Boy last year. <laughs> right? Drake, yes, not knowing that this man after that interview, after that real um, go look on Breakfast Club, this is interview with Soldier Boy, and he's like going off, but he's but he's talking a lot of like he's talking a lot of nonsense, but he's making a lot of sense all in the same moment, yeah. right? And then after that interview, it's a famous interview. I'm talking about they had like follow up interviews after that interview to talk about that interview. He lays low, he creates a soap company, he keeps on making M's, he keeps on making money, he he gets himself together. You know what I'm saying? He, he sits out in jail for a little bit, but he comes out still with money. <laughs> but, but the point behind it is that I've learned to um, still continue to seek God in, in, in the vision. Mm -hmm. Still continue to trust him in the process. I mean, there's days where you do want to give up. There's days where it does seem like the finish line is miles away. But in just this one year, I've learned so much to where I will never be able to give up. It takes more work mm -hmm. to give up. It takes so much more work. What does giving up even look like? Right. What What does that look like? Like, why do we put so much faith in? Like, whenever I hear people talk about, I'm going to give up, I'm going to give up. I'm like, man, what does that actually look like? Like, what would giving up entail out of me right now? Right. And and, and when I started to look at, like, some of these bigger brands and, and the things that they were doing, I'm like, man, that's dope. Like, not hating. Like, I don't understand that. Like, if somebody is doing something that's working for them, mm -hmm. I don't have to hate in order for me to go up. Like, that crabs in a bearer mentality, I just don't understand. Like, I don't have to pull somebody down in order for me to go up. I don't have to be like, well, Starbucks sucks. Starbucks sucks. Buy Hustle Blends. Nah, if you want to buy Starbucks, buy Starbucks. Mm -hmm. If you want to buy a donut, uh, what is it called? The donut one? <laughs> Whichever one that, <laughs> that one is. Buy that community coffee. Buy that. But but I'm letting you know that there's nothing better than Hustle Blends. I'm letting you know that I believe in our brand is better than that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, just making sure, you know, regardless of what side you tend to 
fall on, not tend to fall on. I don't think people who are asking those questions are asking how much sodium is in Master P's ramen cup are, are fully aware of the doubt that they're walking in. Because if you apply that kind of doubt to somebody who's actually making a physical product or making things happen, what are you telling yourself? So if you, if you find yourself in a situation where like you're battling with that insecurity or it's like, man, like, what am I supposed to do? What, what's for me? Go to God. I heard something great today. Our pastor said, our apostle Calvin said, you know, if you're looking for a sign, it's in, it's in what you're assigned, you know? I don't even know if he, like, I, I, it just, it just hit me. Like if you are looking for a sign, cause everybody's always like, just, just give me a sign. What are you being assigned to? That's your sign. Right. Think about it. Think about the area that you're called to. Think about the phone calls you get. Think about the problems that you solve. Think about the things and the places that you are where you can really make things happen and make things shift. Okay. So that's wrapping up our business section. <laughs> We're not a pyramid scheme. Um, but, Please. but it's been, it was flattering to, to even be asked or borderline interrogated about that. So we thank you. Um, so we're going to go ahead. Oh, by the way, by the way, by the way, by the way, wait, look, I put this in my Rewind. notes because I definitely want to challenge all of our MDC listeners, our million dollar conversation listeners. Listen, listen, listen yeah, today, yeah. this week, within the next 48 hours, it is imperative. That means it is big extremely word, important. It's not a big word. It just means it's important. Okay. It's for the, Go, <laughs> go support a small business. Okay. Not because of the Corona, um, the Corona recession or whatever we're talk in. About it too much. We're, no, we're not, we're not going to give any glory to it. But what I'm saying is just go support a small business. All right. Just, just because. go, just because, okay. You ain't, you ain't got to have a specific reason. Go buy from a small business this week. Go support I, a small business. I'll, go share a I'll, post. I'll even go further than that. Like you said, share a post like you ain't got to do much. Just click a like. It doesn't got to be hustle point. It could be somebody else's. Like, let somebody know that you see that they're doing something excellent. But the moment you see a Fashion Nova post or a uh, Louis Vuitton post, you are, you already commenting on that. Those people already got to the destination that they wanted to go. Support your local businesses. Support your small businesses. Support your, I'm sorry, local businesses are a lot more appropriate. Support those businesses that are building from the ground up. Support those people that are on their way. Today. Today, within the next 48 hours, or this week. All right, so that actually leads us into our next topic, which we're talking about money today. We're talking about finances, all right? So um, <laughs> what I really want us to talk about is the champagne taste on the beer budget mentality. Champagne life. Fast Right. So, you know, we love these big brands. We value these big brands. And what I realized is that in conversations and even when I was watching the um the the Master P the the interview, I promised the whole podcast not gonna be about that, but I just picked up on a lot of things, is that it was almost like a choking up <laughs> that happened for like Charlemagne and DJ Envy when they were holding the Mignottis and they were like like trying to find something wrong with it. And I was like, if this was this this shoe would not be called ugly if it had a Nike check on it. This shoe would not be called ugly if it had three stripes on it and it was an Adidas. This shoe would not be called ugly if it had a, a you know the jump man on it. Like it wouldn't be called ugly. But because those symbols add so much value to us and what how actually how we see ourselves, that's where we get stuck. So my question for the viewers and and 
Tweety right now because he's the only other person here right now. Is and the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit <laughs> is why do we put so much value on bigger brands looking a certain way? I mean, I remember when Michael Kors purses came out, like every woman wanted to have the monogram Michael Kors purse that had the MK. Like you couldn't just have a red purse that had MK real, real, real small. No, you had to have Big all the MK. M- all the MKs. When you get the coach shoes or the coach purse or the coach this or the coach that, you got to have the logo all up and through that thing because people need to know. So what I'm addressing today is why do you think people just need to know that you just, okay. you out here flossing like that? I think it's more about status, so about, you know, this item is going to level you up. This item is going to make you look the part of you know, if Kim Kardashian wore it, this is just an example, if another celebrity wore it, and now you're wearing, you're an equal, but that does not make you an equal. That does not make you of the same status. You could be broke, down, disgusted, or whatever it is. Like, you could be in the gutter, but still have a Louis Vuitton belt. I'll see a lot of men, they're like, okay, I got my Louis V belt, but you ain't got no car. Mm-hmm. Ain't got nobody's job. Mm-hmm. Barely got a game system. Your mama got you on your birthday. Oh! Oh my God. But you busy, you know, flaunting the, these fashion things. And it's like, to me, it never, it started to not make sense when I was like, why am I spending $250 on something that a $12 item could do? A belt. Mm-hmm. I can go anywhere, including Goodwill. It, so, so why do you think that? And I don't think it's just our generation. I think it's, it's been like that. It's, for, it's forever been like that, right? But why do we have to look like we got money even if we don't? Like, shouldn't having money mean more than looking like it? There's nothing wrong with looking good. The only problem is that when we try to live above our means, look above our means, if you could really afford that, Michael Kors, I'm not really mad at you. If you could really afford that, I'm Louis not mad Vuitton, at you if you can't afford it. You found a way to get it. L- no, no, no. You no. taking out a purse note? No, l- l- sis, if you got a purse note, just call me and let me know. It. Don't do if it. If they coming to repo your purse, just come let me know. <laughs> Beep. <laughs> what a person what a person <laughs> anyways my entire point is this okay. okay i might have to edit that laugh out uh my entire point is this patrice mm-hmm. that people are so consumed with the worldly things so it becomes and, and this is I'm, I'm including myself in this and you can even include yourself if you see yourself in this bet so the reason why we wear certain clothing items that we do, like, oh, look at my nice watch, look at my nice clothes, is because that it backs up the persona or the personality that you think you are. Mm-hmm. And it's a form of godliness. Mm-hmm. It's a form of I am better than somebody else. It's not that, you know, there's nothing wrong with dressing okay or dressing really nice or, 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 or being fancy. That, that's, that's just you. It's a choice. But I'm saying when it becomes it comes from a vainful or a prideful state, it causes you to feel like you are a god in a way, to where you're walking and talking a certain way. I I, I feel myself sometimes get there in pride, mm-hmm. and it just builds up this character, and we become somebody we're not. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes if I'm wearing something that's not, if I'm wearing my regular stuff at home outside, there's a humbleness of like I don't want to speak to nobody. Mm-hmm. But let me have my Sunday finest. Your manyatis. My manyatis. And step out into Target <laughs> or something. Oh, no. You know? I'm going to take my time. You ain't got to slow me down. You ain't got to be like, Tweety, slow down. I'm going to take my time. 
So, I mean, I, I definitely think that, you know, we should feel good about ourselves. 100%. Absolutely. And you should buy whatever you want if you can afford it. Absolutely. But, uh, dang, I keep saying, y'all, I'm really trying not to say absolutely. I've been doing good. Podcast. You just said it. Once. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Just once. But I really think people should definitely feel good about themselves. Um, I think there needs to be more of that going around. Um, but what I what I tend to see is, you know, just the the kind of the um, inclination towards a specific thing just because it's a specific brand, just because it, it costs this much. And because if you see this on me, then you're going to I'm know somebody. I got it. You're going to know I got it. Like, like, you know, like it's that pride. And so where is there room for pride in your finances? Because I feel like the reason why we stay broke is because of pride. I think it's literally that simple. Right. It's literally that. You don't know how to say, like, I only got $12. We should not spend it on Wendy's. Mm -hmm. Some people, including us, in the past, Mm -hmm. have spent their last dollar on a Wendy's chicken nugget. Eating them chicken nuggets slow. And they nasty, too. But you you won't admit it because the ranch is really what hits or the sriracha. I've actually had some questionable ranch from Wendy's once. Anyways, Wendy's, I'm sorry for this commercial. (laughs) 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 If you're hearing, we can always switch it up for you. Uh, (laughs) Turn that frown upside down. Uh, But I think it's important to uh, really remove that from your finances now that we're talking about that that pride of like if you only got twelve dollars you should invest that back into gas or keep it there so what happens when you look broke what what is the fear that's associated with it because we talk a lot about faith and fear we talk a lot about how faith is absolutely the substance of things hoped for and the, the evidence of things that are not seen mm-hmm. right and then if you completely abolish that, then all you have that you're working with is fear. So what is that fear of looking broke? Like what, how, how much does it cost to look broke? It don't cost nothing to look broke. But I mean, as far as your, <laughs> as far as your, mean, I, your social status, your social status. And I'm not saying you got to look broke, but how much does it cost to be like, eh, y'all going out to eat? I'm, I'm, I'm about to warm up my meal. That's prep. not broke. That's, that's thinking rationally that's knowing what you have and what you don't have Mm -hmm. and a lot of people live off of what they don't have but they think they have going negative is not your on not yet on not your money is not wise Mm -hmm. going negative on the company's money or wells fargo you're paying them at the end of the month Mm -hmm. they don't care if you go negative Mm -hmm. you are now their employee Mm -hmm. for the month of whatever may Mm -hmm. april Mm -hmm. march because you're paying to pay them right yeah. So they don't mind you going negative. That's why they give you the uh, the the option of either do you allow the negative te- negative uh, uh, transactions to happen or do you close it off at a certain point? And to touch on some more practical things, definitely make sure you're putting your money in a place where it's growing. Definitely make sure you're putting your money in places where it it could put, it can multiply. You don't be a Roth IRA. Right. You could put it in a mutual fund, an index fund. Vanguard. You know, just try different things, research different things. Like think about, you know, sometimes I feel like the conversation of um, investing or retirement or this or that, like it's a very unpopular conversation. Um, Among how, millennials. Yeah. Among millennials. Cause it's like, I mean like, what we got to worry about that for? But at the same time, you know what I'm saying? We could research everything else if we can, like, you know, we're a YouTube video away from learning how to fix a part on a car or a YouTube video away from learning how to fix something um, on our phone. Like, we are a YouTube video away from learning something that can really break open um, the poverty mindset in our lives. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I think that's where the the obsession with buying things that look, you know what I'm saying? That the status.
lattice that you buy because it's it's like oh because because my mama couldn't wear this you know when she was my age and I could wear it now or I could shop here now you know this is how my check look every month this is all what, of a sudden I have broken the poverty the poverty cycle in my family but that is completely untrue right this is how big brands think they understand that we live in a upgrade kind of society mm-hmm. that I don't have to recreate anything. Mm-hmm. I don't have to create a new product. I don't have to even present to you a new artist. I could present to you a new artist in different bodies. I could present to you the same person, same lyrics, same ABC, Google Gaga, just a different, different kind of hair. And you will purchase it because they learned that the stats is that if I could just upgrade what you already like, I can make money off of that. Mm-hmm. Think about your iPhone. Mm-hmm. But if we're constantly in the need of upgrade, we're constantly in a we're admitting out loud that we are in lack in some area. Right. I mean, like, there's nothing wrong with an upgrade at all. There's nothing wrong with it when you see it happening. But to let if you can't afford the upgrade, you shouldn't do it. Well, well, where I was going with that <laughs> was like if we allow trends because that's usually what lets us know we have upgrade. We know a new iPhone is gonna come out every fall, right? So that's what lets us know. Oh, it's time to upgrade. Like I don't have to actually buy a phone. I could just you know I can keep leasing the phone or I can keep doing whatever. Never. Nothing wrong. Well, <laughs> if that's, personally, uh, okay. But if that's your <laughs> choice, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But we allow the trend to tell us what it is that we need to have. At that point, isn't that living in a robot society that you don't get to think for yourself? You don't get to decide, do I really like this phone or over that phone? Do I really know why I'm purchasing what I'm purchasing? Or am I allowing, oh man, I saw... I'm going to just throw this out there. I saw Quavo (laughs) with that new Beats. So I'm going to buy me new Beats. Do you know that the actual headphones are not the best quality headphones? But the the fact that Dr. Dre put his symbol on it and that he endorsed it and he sold it off, he don't even own it no more, people want to purchase it. Mm -hmm. But it's not the best. Right, right. So you're constantly just buying things based off of what you see and not what you know. Mm. And to me, that just doesn't make sense. I want to know how much... How much uh, hertz does can I get through these headphones? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, what what texture did you use to put on the leather? Is this plastic layer that you put on the outside, can it bend? Mm-hmm. Because I know I'm going to be playing basketball. Is it going to break on me? Mm-hmm. But people don't ask those questions. Like, oh, man, I saw all these athletes with it because they're getting paid to put it on. Mm-hmm. You're not getting paid to put that thing on. You're paying to put it on. Which high key feeds back into brand creation and brand development, which goes back into our business topic. Because it's like if you constantly believe that if I only do this, this is what's selling right now. This is what's looking good right now. This is the trend right now. I should only go in this direction in this aesthetic. Then that is also deceptive. You're limiting your creativity at that point. Right. Be able to like, listen, we are in a society I know we talk so much about all the negative things, but listen, it's also like free game out here too. You know what I mean? Like you're able to do whatever it is you want to do, whatever you want to create Christian creatives. I feel like we call y'all out every single episode. Roll call. Because, and and it's calling back to us too, because there's a lot of things in our arsenal that we need to go ahead and unleash as well. um, And stop trying to be timid and shy and, oh, I'm still working on that about that. You know what I mean? 
But you know what I'm saying? Like we have to start like branching out with the brands. Don't be afraid to go ahead and develop that manyati. Don't be afraid to, if you see a need in your community or you see a need amongst your people or um, not. And when I say your people, I'm not talking about people who just look like you. I'm talking about just people in general. Believers, you know what I'm saying? Like whoever your, your tribe is, or whatever your tribe looks like, like, Go ahead and create something for them. Don't worry about, oh, is it trendy? And listen, the people who are out here creating the trends are understanding what the quality is. But the people out here creating the trends are half the time not the people who are using the things that are trending. Right. And we watched a, a, a series on Netflix and it was like this guy had created like this app where everybody was on it. It was similar to Instagram. And everybody was on it, and he was trying to detox. He was trying to get away from it. Mm -hmm. And I just think about everybody who has created uh, Mark Zuckerberg. I think of the people who created MySpace, the people who created uh, uh, Spotify and all these things. And what you'll find mm -hmm. out, the trend is that the creators of it actually back away from the creation mm -hmm. because they know that this is a unpredictable world that they've created. Mm -hmm. They know that it's going to make income. It's going to continue They started it, but they can't finish it. They can't. <laughs> yeah. And that's the difficult part about when you are a, a creative is that you have to be able to be an empty canvas. Mm -hmm. You can't go off of what I did or what somebody else did. You can take that and innovate it and make it different. That's that's completely up to your discretion. But there is nothing new under the sun. Right. Nothing new. Therefore, always continue to push the envelope of like, I want to be better. Mm -hmm. If better is just like, I understand that customer service, Chick-fil-A, you understand this. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. I don't go there often, but when I do, mm -hmm. it's always great customer service. Mm -hmm. What we mean by that is that they have found out that greater customer service or better training of their employees will ultimately make the customer happy. No matter how good or average the food is. You would even have, you wouldn't even have, like when you pull up to Chick-fil-A, there's an instant difference between like seeing a line wrapped around McDonald's and a line wrapped around Chick-fil-A. Because one, the minute I pull up in the line, they're going to secure somebody with the system of like within the first car that pulls up, go ahead and take their order. Oh, they got cash. All right, go ahead and take that money. Oh, they got a car. Go ahead and swipe right here. Or you could pay at the window. You could do this or whatever. Do you need anything right the here? The systems are in place. The workers are in place. They're mm -hmm. trained. They're equipped to know exactly what they can or can't do. And that's applaudable because a lot of businesses, they just want to get to the money. Mm -hmm. And I believe that if you're building your business based off of money, it will fail at a certain point. Mm -hmm. Because money will come. Money will go. You will have tough seasons like we're seeing now right. where people are, are crying. They're, they're boohooing. And there's tears. And I can understand why you're losing the, the money. You don't understand how the bill's going to get paid. But what I want to tell you and encourage you is that this is the time to reinvest. This is the time to push the idea and create something different because it's an opportunity. It's an open window. Everybody's on the same level playing field. And it's up to you to be either ahead or behind. Mm -hmm. Those who are ahead are finding themselves behind. Right. And those who are behind yeah. are finding themselves with the opportunity to be ahead. Yeah, The choice is yours. So charge at it with all you got. Take your bags and run. <laughs> do what it is that you have to Go do. Go on, boy. Get. Go on. Scat. scat. All right. <laughs> Take off with the all the strength of your ancestors and move. All of them. Right. So let's go ahead and move into the relationship mm, category. They love this. Yeah. So this has been. Uh, What's your pyramid scheme in your relationship? <laughs> I like that. 
What you lying to yourself about and to your other? Hmm. 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 <laughs> nah, seriously. I, I really do want to do want to challenge that. You remember like when you first started dating, right? And like there was those, you know, like I like to take walks on the beach. There's no beach near near where I stay. Mm -hmm. And there's those butterflies, you know, babe, you know, I like poems and I do, I do, but mm -hmm. I don't do that every day. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I eat with my left hand and I eat, you know, piece by piece. Our first date, I was eating a salad. I don't eat no salad, mm -hmm. but I'm busy eating salads and little grapes because I'm painting a persona. He was really classy. Of a classy individual. Right. With a beamer. And, you I know, had a steak omelet. Right. And your head was <laughs> down most of the day because I think you were hungry. Uh, <laughs> you coming for me okay okay all right go ahead we're as you were go ahead <laughs> so so i wonder what it would have been like if i just presented me mm -hmm. on the first day you know if you're single how does that feel like you know i, I even ask you patrice how does it feel when you actually could be yourself like when was that when was the when was that date or that uh moment where you're like i can be patrice i can fart and he's not gonna run like when was that moment for you in our relationship from day one mm -hmm. uh, and i know that's like man cap cap you know i think <laughs> whenever i hear somebody say cap i, I think a waka flocka it's all cap man. i don't know why he's like cap that's cap <laughs> like I, that's how i feel but um no seriously i've i was at the time when we started dating, like I was at a place where I'm like, I'm not playing games with nobody. Like, like this is it. Like, I'm not trying to be cutesy and doing all that. Like, like what you see is literally legitimately what you get. You like it, what you see, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I that's just where I was now. I don't. I didn't feel the need to mask anything. That does not mean. Now, I, I'm not saying that to mean like I was just a hundred percent everything up front. No, I wasn't because I strongly believe that if you are lying to yourself about certain things, it is impossible to tell the truth to other people about those things, right? right. So it's not that I with with the intention of knowing that I was lying. I lied to Tweetie, but there were still some things I was uncovering in myself that needed like some. You know, it needed Jesus. You know what I'm saying? That, but anytime I found something out about myself or I revealed, like I made the practice of telling my husband, like, "Yo, this this is where it's at." At the time, your boo, your boyfriend, you know, what I'm saying mm -hmm. your fiance. Mm -hmm. uh, but to me, I felt like that was the very quality that I was looking for in a wife. Is that don't just give me the fluff. Don't just give me the flowers and like you know I'm prim, I'm proper. I only fart when I'm in the bathroom. I only, you know, I only eat on certain days. Like, don't give me the lies, the 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 painted person or personality. Like, give me you. And since you did that to me, it allowed me also to open up and be be myself and show you that I am vulnerable, that I am still a man. But, you know, th these are the things that I feel. And it allowed me to just be myself. And I think it's important even from the first day to open up and just be like, hey, like I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not what I'm not what what you may think I I am, you know, like this this these are the things that I'm going through, and well, Carlton did that and he got turned away. Well, we're not gonna bring Carlton. Carlton did not say the truth. Carlton, by the way, we're talking about Love Is Blind on Netflix, which if you watch it, you'll understand who Carlton is. I don't like Carlton. Based off, well, let me not say that. Carlton, you're a good individual if you listen to this. All I'm saying is that you should have just told the lady, like, hey, I've been through some things in my past, and that's not that's no longer an issue, but I like you. Can we move forward? And I think that would have been cool. Like, chick looked like she was cool with that. 
Mm. But he was more on that sneaky vibe that, you know, I'm still doing what I'm doing. And, you know, it didn't turn out to his favor, obviously. So are you saying that there is a specific time limit in which things should be delivered? Because is everything worth going out on the first date? Like, is it is is the first date like a free for all? Why not? Like, hey, I'm, saying, I'm missing a tooth. This isn't my no, real no, tooth. No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm, I cut my finger in third grade. No, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying if you know it's, it's, it's something that's going to be, if it's something contingent on the future of that relationship, if there is one, I think it should be sooner than later. So how soon? <laughs> I mean, that that's that's based off of like whether you really like the person. Like you could go on a terrible first date. You don't got to pour your heart out on a terrible first date. But if you really like somebody on the first date and you start to get to know them and maybe the second day after the first day, you're like, hey, before we even move further, I just want to let you know. I'm going to challenge that because um, I just I just think that in some areas we'd speak from a place of privilege. Um, Since we're married. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like how. Okay, maybe there's not a time limit. Let me take that back. Well, one, I I actually do agree with you. I think that as soon as you can get. Really, Tweety? Sorry, alarms. Um, But I think that you can get a lot of things out as soon as you know that, like, this person is worth talking to more than this one time. But I'd also say, you know what I'm saying, that um, you, you have to feel it out. You know, you have to know where you're walking into. I think one of the very first conversations you should have with someone, if you're a Christian man, Christian woman, is like, hey, do you know Jesus? Because a lot of people, while we know the vulnerability is is a strength a lot of people will take vulnerability and do just will be malicious about it that is the absolute truth that's why i said like i think we kind of talking from a place of privilege because it's it's like we kind of knew like the playing field was like oh okay we could go there but about the other people who are like hey i want to be able to go there but like if i know you don't have a relationship with the lord and i know some people are listening it's like what they got to do with the fact that somebody is this or that because if you don't have a relationship with the lord and you don't understand repentance or you don't understand forgiveness or you don't understand it like we're gonna end up talking about your problems all the time but we're never gonna get to a solution right i i i think where i was going with my question is that or with my scenario is that I think authenticity is important at all times, even in the beginning of the relationship. I believe that there's some areas, even when I met you, that I could have been a lot more authentic to make the whole relationship smoother mm-hmm. as far as like, hey, like, look, I'm, you know, I, I ain't got no job. Like, you, you just knew I didn't have a job, but like... <laughs> It's funny now, but like you knew I didn't have a job, but I always had some. You didn't know where necessarily, but you should have known, you know? You know, I, I remember really early in our relationship and I was like ready to be like, nah, bruh, like, <laughs> nah. Um, one time I like came to your, um, I came to visit you mm-hmm. at your house or whatever. And you were like, I was like, oh, okay. So like, you know, which house is yours? And you told me that another house is yours instead of your house. (laughs) And I was like, okay, bet, you know, and then like. One day I I came out the other house. (laughs) And and I was like, why would you lie about that? For me, y'all listen, 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 listen. Lying is one of those things for me. (laughs) That's a no go. That's a no fly because you ain't got a lie. You never have to lie. Like you don't like you don't have to. 
You know what I'm saying? Whatever you're trying to cover up or band-aid because you think that's what the lie is going to do, like, that is a complete deception. It's not true. I hate lying. I can't stand it. I I do remember that. This is a long time ago. It's like five, six years ago. Yeah, this is a long time ago. ago. And I think at the time I was just like on some like, you know, smooth, you know, suave, like, you know, smooth criminal stuff. Like I'm still playing my 2K with my with my cousin. Like, I don't need you all up in my business. Or I, I didn't even foresee our relationship going that far, to be honest. Like I thought we were like cool. Let's play let's see how this is gonna go. Mm. But I wasn't like I didn't see like the the end, like, okay, mm-hmm. like we're gonna get married. At that time, like we had just talked and we was cool. We were about to hang out, you know, and it was like, oh man, like, you know, I mean, Shotty didn't pulled up out of no I was playing 2K. She didn't pulled up out of nowhere. Now to say to save the people that are like, oh my gosh, story time. Why are you pulling up out of nowhere? But <laughs> he told me I could he told me like, hey, well, you know, you wanna come just you know, say hey, say what's up or whatever. I'm like, sure. Okay, like how I couldn't pull up out of these are beyond the days of find my friends. So like, I can't pull no, up no, out of nowhere not, unless you tell me where to pull well, up to. No, I, I not like that. What I what I meant to say is that like to me, I was like, I didn't expect it to be so quick. Like I was still like in mid 2K, you know, doing my whatever. And then I was like, hey, well, okay. And then you had parked already on that side. I was like, man, like she. Because that's the address you gave me. Right, because that's the address I gave you. And like a, like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the Lord is good, y'all. <laughs> the, that's not the same man. But we're only sharing this story to tell you, like, even in that, that authenticity, that honesty um, should have already been there from the, from the jump on my part. And I believe in some areas on your part. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and, and the relationship would have went a lot smoother, that beginning process. We can't go back and redo that. I think everything happens for a reason mm-hmm. and it only makes us better. But in, if, if you're single and you're dating somebody, I personally believe like an open canvas, an open like this is who I am and this is what I'm going through is only going to help you build something with somebody instead of like I'm holding back mm-hmm. because I don't know. I'm fearful. Fear in that if you're looking for a husband fear is not gonna fear can stop you from finding your mate i'd even um challenge everybody because a question we did get to talk about on the podcast and i was kind of like trying to figure out how we can talk about it amongst talking about other things was like how to develop a christ-centered relationship and i feel like there's so many I guess how to's on that. And I feel like that's not really fair because every relationship is not going to be, um, the same. There's never going to be a full out, um, duplicate of another relationship. But I believe the most honest thing to do is to be honest, but you have to first learn how to be honest with yourself. You cannot, it is almost impossible to talk to someone and have that candid, vulnerable, raw, hey, this is where I'm at conversation. If you don't have those conversations with yourself, if God is not going ahead and convicted areas in you that actually need to be submitted back to him, that is hard to do. So to be on the lookout for a Christ-centered relationship first starts with centering yourself with Christ. Mm -hmm. It first starts with talking to Christ, talking, hey, Lord, like, look, reveal some things in me. Create less of a hassle for the person. And not when I say hassle, like I mean it lightly for the person who's going to be on the receiving end of being with me because it's not that I'm not telling you to go look in the mirror and look at every flaw and problem with yourself I don't think people have a problem doing that but I'm saying like examine who you are spiritually that is the part that is what's getting married here yes we connect physically we connect you know emotionally and everything
everything else. But like our spirits are joined, you know what I'm saying? In holy matrimony. So go ahead and make sure that you are examining what's going on spiritually. That's what's going to pour out to everything else. That is absolute. It is not enough. You cannot convince me. And I may sound like somebody, oh, ain't granny, mama, whatever. But you cannot convince me that liking somebody alone can make you get married and stay married. You just can't. <laughs> you just you just can't. Yeah, I, lo- I love Tweety. Tweety is one of the best men I have ever. Tweety is the, the best. Be- come, be- on. come on. No, come I'm on saying now. like with giving still honor to my father and everything. But I'm saying like Tweety is the best man I know. Like he's the best man I know. I'm serious. I I can't wait to. I I love this man seriously. But I love you too. Thanks, man. You're you're the best woman I know. Betty, you smart. You very smart. Matter of fact, you a genius. See, you let me hustle. You let me do what I need to do in them streets. Thank you. Yeah, I confidently say that. No, no. I love my mama. I love all the women in my life. But you are number one. You are the best. You are number one in my life. Yes. <laughs> Why do you say it like that? <laughs> yeah. Just letting you know. I'm letting you know. I'm letting you know. I'm putting you up on game. You know what I'm saying? Like, use it. But what I was going with that, um, I was a mid thought. You can't like somebody uh, to a lifetime. I don't feel like you can. That, and y'all look if you want to go back and forth with me in the comment sections you can that's fine but I feel like the the commitment is beyond liking someone the commitment is to somebody's mind body and soul the commitment is to when Tweety and I stand before God and God is like okay what you do with the woman I gave you is she a mess is she in pieces is she looking raggedy what's she doing why is her spirit just wretched and messed up like, and look, look, why is look she conflicted why doesn't she come to me right. anymore you know what I'm saying? Like he, that has to be. We help. We hold each other accountable for that. You know. So I take it very seriously that my husband knows where I'm at spiritually. Like this is beyond a first date type of situation. Like I got tired of hiding in the shadows about things I knew I could just go ahead and talk openly about. You know. So when I when something's on my mind today, or when something is bothering me, or when even if it's something I just don't even want to hear myself say out loud, I know we all have those moments where it's like, man, I'm feeling this way. But because of my pride, I'm not gonna say this out loud because if I say it out loud, that means I mean it. You know what I'm saying? Like I say those things to him because I'm like, look, I just need you to cover me in this area. I need you to, you know what I'm saying? You should not be getting trying to get ready for marriage if you can't pray for people who get on your nerves because that's marriage too. <laughs> and I'm not saying like get on my nerves and like a oh man I want you know what I'm saying but like okay, I you do. <laughs> I do I do I do it's it's good to know self I know that uh, I can I can I can be me and you could be you yeah and it's not always gonna be oh man Patrice's farts smell like roses I've talked about your farts a lot this episode right I guess that's, that's apparently an issue I, I don't know we'll talk about that we'll talk about that offline but um, like you know like you, you might say the same thing your feet man like they stink and you probably can agree like they do uh, at, at certain times when I play basketball or whatever like there's certain things about marriage that are so even in their own like human way of like dang like she's she's a human like Twitty's a human and still loving the fact that her impe- her imperfections are not going to push me away. You know, her her flaws are not going to make me be like, well, I guess that's it. I'm done liking you because you you pissed me off. I'm angry. No, like it's I, I, I vowed and I committed to be with this woman for the rest of my life till death do us part. So it's 
It's a disservice to say that in front of everybody, including God, and not act it out when it's time to act it out. And I believe a lot of men and a lot of women have forgotten about the vows that they've committed unto God. Right. No, right. I totally agree with that. I also think that there's nothing wrong with just restating your vows every chance you get. Talk about your commitment you have to that person. Man, I love you. I want, I'm not going nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Wherever you go, I go. You know, where, wherever you... Whatever you up to, I'm up to, too. Like, I'm about that, too, if you about it. You know, I think that's important to to talk to your mates about. Let them know, like, hey, I'm today was a rough day, but, hey, we, we still, we still going to go ahead and get this thing going. I'm feeling like this about you. Right. How much I love you, how much I care for you, how much I need you. Um, those things kind of get lost in the wind of, like, time. As, as you as you start to really get to know your significant other, it feels like you're just moving in life. I go to work, I come back, I do mm-hmm. this, I do mm-hmm. that. You get into and a routine. You get, yeah, and the routine just pushes you guys even further away to where you feel like roommates. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you in? I bet. You eat today? Yeah. And, and <laughs> if you didn't, go feed yourself. And the, conversations, <laughs> and the conversations become more about other people and less about y'all. Yeah. And that's when you start getting lost in that, dang, every time we laugh or we talk, it's really not about what we're doing. It's about what other people are doing. Mm-hmm. It's about what, you know, we observed at work or what we're going through at work. But it's never about us. Mm-hmm. You can get so consumed in your relationship thinking and, and, and wanting other people to be like this, be like that. And you lose sight of the love that you had, the connection you had with the person next to you. Mm-hmm. And social media could do that to you. Your phone could do that to you. Your business could do that to you to where you just get divided in the household and not realize that dang the very thing that you're fighting for is dividing you mm-hmm. so for for us in this household our mission has been like we're gonna do everything together mm-hmm. we're gonna walk this thing out we're gonna believe on jesus in jesus mm-hmm. we're gonna trust every move that we make and we're gonna understand our roles i think understanding our roles is very important in the marriage. So we're going to touch on that a little bit because I think that that's something that would definitely get people all spiked up Come on. and excited. They trying to laugh again. Let's get them up. <laughs> Wake up. Look, I ain't, I ain't here to make you laugh. I'm just, you know, telling like know, a T.I. I is. You know what I'm saying? But Like a who? Like a T.I. is. That's what, oh, that's what okay. old folks say. Okay. Um, but we uh, wanted to discuss gender roles a little bit because we know this is something that gets people all just wound up apparently i i didn't understand why but i guess so so um just talking a little bit about that like what we feel like the roles are what do we feel like we should what do we expect of one another before we got married what do we expect of one another now that we are married so go ahead sweetie go ahead and, and lead us lead us in that the the man is the head of the household well i make more than him Still, the man is the head of the household. Head of the household does not mean that the man is a dictator. It doesn't mean that the man is supposed to be over you and he's going to tell you what you're going to do and what you're not going to do. No, head of the household means that he hears from God and he has direction for your family. Mm -hmm. Where does the seed come from? Mm -hmm. I'll wait. I know that you carry the seed, but where does it come from? Mm -hmm. So if that person who carried the seed does not have a direction for your seed, where is that family going? That's a good question. That's a good question. 
So as you're building the role, don't get so caught up in society's version of it. Society's version is whoever makes the most, mm-hmm. whoever does the most also. Who wears the pants? Or who wears the pants? Who, who has a say-so? But I'm saying that your kids ought to know that daddy don't play that, you know, as far as like my husband is, is, is still <clears throat> going to be the man who's going to lead this household. They don't got to cut through corners and be like, I'm just going to talk to mama and, you know, I'm going to skip dad because... What does he do anyways? Right. I think that one of the hardest pills for me to swallow in preparing to get married was learning, truly learning the um, the role of being a submissive woman. That is not something that was ever easy for me to even say, <laughs> let alone say that I would be. I was raised to be extremely independent. I was raised to make my own decisions. I was raised to think for myself, to not let allow other people to just make vast, like quick decisions for me. Um, and so that was a challenge for me, not because Tweety of who he is or anything like that, but because I, I just didn't understand like, what does submission mean? Does that mean that my opinion doesn't count anymore? Does it mean that I just like, like what I say doesn't matter anymore? Does it mean I have to shrink? Does it mean I have to dilute myself? Does it mean like, I got to be less of who I am? Like I got like <laughs> this marriage thing got me messed up. If I got to be less of who I am, like it was all about my identity to the point where I didn't even want to change my last name before we got married um until I got a real quick um conviction from God regarding that but that was that was my revelation that was God's conviction for me um that does not if you are in a different situation you have to hear from God regarding that not necessarily what your I own, did your own holy spirit right it's based on you but yeah like submission is is one it's an attitude it's like, I want to do this. I want to be a helpmate to my husband. That's what I want to do. Like, I'm not going to sit up here and be here and I be independent and I do my own thing. You do your We at that point are roommates. We at that point are in a, a, a partnership that has no spiritual investment in it at that point. You know what I mean? So submission to me was like, okay, we got to work together. So I do have to submit to you because like you, you, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of visions and the ideas. There are things that I come up with too. But we have to put it in each other. You know what I'm saying? We have to work together. Where I'm like telling my husband, hey, do you where, where are you seeing the forecast right now? Where are you seeing how things are going and things are flowing right now? How are things looking right now? Because he sees something that I don't see all the time. And vice versa. There's things that you see that I don't see. Mm-hmm. And I think um, you submitting does not make you less because we submit unto Christ together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Therefore, Christ, submits, Christ transmits whatever the vision he has for our family to me and I then I to you. Right. And it's important as husbands that we don't abuse power. Yes. The abuse of power now creates the word submission as a it creates a negative connotation behind the submissiveness of a wife because women will see the word submissive and be like, nah, I ain't no I ain't no dog. Mm-hmm. I'm not docile. I'm mm-hmm. not this. Yeah. And it and it's that's not the definition of that word mm-hmm. submission is an action. It's a it's a it's a form of like uh, surrendering, but you're not surrendering because somebody's making you tap out. Mm-hmm. You're surrendering because you want to. Mm-hmm. You want to show that you're loving this person, just like you're showing that to Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, and for me, I've learned that you are just as much, just as much. I says March. <laughs> just a, just as much a part of the we as I am. There is no we without Patrice. You know? Mm-hmm. So the the different 
things that we do, we're doing them together. Mm-hmm. We're we're cutting them chores and we're like, nah, like women ain't supposed to, you know, women are the only ones supposed to do dishes. No, I do the dishes. Yeah, he does the dishes because I don't like the dishes. Right. You know, and you he, like to cook. I, I do. I like to cook. Like right. if I lived by myself, no man, I still would cook. Like I am naturally domestic. I like to cook. Okay. Like, and then my husband likes to cook too. You know what I mean? Like I like clean clothes. Therefore, that's why I wash clothes. I'm but getting there. He washes clothes too. You know what I mean? Like they're like I. We ain't gonna. I'm not gonna live in no dirty house. Right. I'm not gonna sit up here and and deal with with rodents. I'm not going to. That would be a deal breaker for me. So therefore, you know, there are things and actions that I put in just because I. That's naturally who I am. Not because I feel like that's what I have to do. Right, and understanding and walking in mercy because I don't think all these things fall in place from the first day or the first year. I think um, we're still yet growing with each other and learning of one another on how to function around one another because that's something you don't take into consideration because, like, that's my boyfriend. I've been knowing. That's my girlfriend. I've been knowing. I've been knowing her, you know, like, and you don't realize that, yo, you don't know until you live with him. (laughs) Until you live with him. Absolutely. Right. So we spent a lot of time on a relationship topic. Listen, if there is a specific thing y'all want us to talk about regarding that, please make sure that you send us some DMs. You know what I'm saying? Don't hop in my husband's DMs because I'll fight you. I promise you, I'll fight you right now. Please but- don't. <laughs> She's very serious. She's very sanctified and holy. She got hands too. <laughs> Leave me alone. But um, no, we're gonna go ahead and, and, move. and her too. I mean, if if you're trying to catch a fade, try me. What's up? You say, but people always want to test you. Ah, uh-uh. join the say, but I got hand boxing club. Bow, bow. Sometimes you gotta extend the right hand of fellowship. Bow. Thanks. Oh, that, oh you like that? That's sweet. Uh-huh. Thank you. <laughs> um, but now we're gonna go ahead and um, before we end with ad text, we're gonna touch on our faith topic. Um, one thing we were talking about um, just on the ride home from church was the paycheck to paycheck faith. Mm-hmm. Every day you just living off of God is good. God is great. And as long as he performs a magic trick, you're OK with that. Mm. And, you know, this really showed that a lot of people are living in that this this I'm not even going to put the name on it. But this little pandemic that's going on, people are so engulfed and consumed by it that they are literally worried about the next day. Mm-hmm. They're not living for the now. Right. They're not living for, hey, a year from now, what am I going to be doing? What am I going to you know, invest in? And I believe that that shows the poverty mindset because you're not thinking about your children's children mm-hmm. in buying toilet paper, mm-hmm. in, 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 in buying canned beans. Mm-hmm. For who? <laughs> for what? Like, what is that going to do to help you? Mm-hmm. Nothing. And for me, I don't want to live off of a God didn't come through. Therefore, he's not God. God is God, whether he come through or he is sovereign and he is sovereign. And if he does nothing else, he's not enough. Um, I think the paycheck to paycheck mentality when it comes to faith um, is not real faith at all. Um, I think it is just our mercy (laughs) that God gives us. Um, and, and what we see come out of that, oh my gosh, Lord, you provided a way and you didn't have to, and you're right. He did not have to, especially if he's cleaning you up out of something that you've previously dealt with, but he loves you so much. He wants to teach you a lesson. He loves you so much. He wants to bring you to repentance. Repentance is a gift. Y'all repentance is actually a blessing. Um, so 
where we, I think this is a perfect opportunity with everything going on in the world today. I mean, everything beyond the pandemic. I'm talking about just wars and rumors of wars. I'm talking about the state our children are in. I'm talking about just the different things that are happening amongst people. Um, there's no great, like if you were looking for a challenge to grow your faith, like just step outside. Right. Just, just walk through the halls of a public school, walk through the halls of any school. You know what I'm saying? Go into a public, uh, a public place, you know what I'm, turn on the radio for a second. Like if you really just need something that bad to pray for, get on social media, stay on your timeline for about two seconds. You're going to find plenty of things to pray. If you really are trying to enrich your faith, we don't need that paycheck to paycheck faith. We don't need that. Oh God, you granted me mercy in this season. So I just hope you do it again. Like we're not going to do that because that's not faith. That's not faith. Faith is not hoping that God is going to do something. Faith is knowing that he's already got it handled. Right. And, and sometimes it's not easy to, to say that, that, you know, I know he got it because in the back of your mind, there's always doubts, there's always fears, there's always anxieties. And we're not discounting that you may feel like that. What we are saying, man, you yawning a lot. <laughs> what we are saying, I guess it's a long episode, y'all. Uh, what we are saying is that you need to stand on the foundation that you already have in Christ. And if you don't have that foundation, you know, it's a great time to hop up, hop in our DMs and ask us where we go to church. We would love for y'all to come to our church, check it out, you know, check out the word um, and, and, and listen to uh, Awesome Shepherd lead us closer to Christ. Um, but with that being said, I just want to open up this hour for prayer now we're going to pray. We're going to start doing this at the end. You know, we got the ad tax. We got that. But I'm just going to implement this right now that we're going to pray at the end that this conversation did not just confuse you. And you're like, oh, man, like they just gone. We hope that this conversation makes you have a conversation. Right. That is the entire premise of Million Dollar Conversations is that it helps you to have valuable conversations with other people. With your friends, with your significant other, with yourself. Yeah. Um, And lastly, before we jump into this prayer and we close out, I want to let you know something, okay? Okay. This is for y'all. This is for you too, Patrice. Corona will not out-hustle me. Not at all. It shouldn't out-hustle you. Mm -hmm. So look for the opportunity. It's always there especially in a time like this, to sow a seed back into something greater, back into your own vision, back into your own small business that you're creating. And we believe in you. And we know that you're going to take it to that next level that you're supposed to. And make sure that you shout us out on um, social media. Check us out on our uh, personal Instagram, but especially Hustle Blends. You know, it's the premier coffee for the entrepreneur, visionary, go-getter. The doers. Everything having to do with hustle. All right, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for blessing us, God, with another opportunity, God, to speak to your people. God, to be candid, to be open, to be vulnerable, Lord, to to just be ourselves, Lord. And we thank you for all that you have granted your people, God, as they're listening to the sound of our voice, Lord, that they may be encouraged and uplifted and inspired, God, to go and and and, and follow the vision that you've put in their hearts, Lord, we ask for forgiveness for anything that uh, we have done that is wrong, God. We, we plead the blood of Christ, God, over each doorpost, over each household, Lord, yes, that Lord. there is no disease that is going to attack these families. There is no disease that is greater than you, Lord. You are greater than any disease. You are mightier than any mountain, Lord. The mountain that you are looking down on is so small, God. It's so insignificant to you, Lord. It's also insignificant to us, Lord. 
change our perspectives, change our hearts, Lord. Let, let us turn back to you, God, in times like this and trust in you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen. and amen. Peace. We'll see y'all next week. Bye. Wait. Okay. Add text. You. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, my bad. Oh, my God. This is what she deal with, y'all. My mind is a terrible thing to waste. All right, y'all. So, add text is our section of the podcast where we get to go ahead and add a little extra something on top of what we already gave you. These things are things we could personally be working on in our business, in our personal life, in our health, whatever that thing is. But just some some bit of wisdom, some bit of free game that we've come up on within the last week that we want to share with y'all. So, go ahead, Tweety. Um, For me, it's comprehending light. I've understood that now, dark. This fool got notes, notes. <laughs> Always. He got notes, notes. Boy. Uh, for me, it's comprehending like light. You. This week, I'm going to be understanding more of comprehending light, been taking more interactive notes on the books that I'm reading on book number two this week. <laughs> Big talk. Uh, and darkness is more over present in the secret place. It is hidden because it functions well in sin, but not in truth. Your truth may not be the truth. That's one thing I've understood. And always have opportunity for growth in everything and be exceptional. Clock out to clock in and be more than exceptional and not average. Dope. I like it. All right, y'all. My ad text this week um, is pretty, well, I would think it's simple, but y'all y'all will tell me. Um, one thing is simplify your life so that you're aligned. Sometimes we got a lot of noise in our life, but a lot of that noise is self-imposed. Um, so any way that you can get to a quiet place that you can make sure you are always aligned like God, what I love about God is that he always creates an opportunity to align with him. He's never so far from us or so, so far fetched from us, or, you know, we're, we're never in too much foolishness to where we can't align ourselves with Christ, um, and come back to him. So simplify your life, you know, anything that you don't need, throw out some stuff, you know what I mean? I'm not saying throw away people or anything like that, but learn how to let certain things go out of your life. And eventually certain people will start to fall out of that as well. Um, the second thing is start looking like your future. Um, I think the most important thing that we can do is to one, we always have ideas and plans for the future, but we start to neglect where we are now. And we almost, um, we almost, kind of um, dampen the light that we have now by constantly talking up our future. Start looking like your future today. Start talking like your future today. Start. You're so proud of the person that you are about to become, but start talking like that person and showing up like that person today. Because guess what? If you prepare now, when preparation meets opportunity, it breeds success. So please make sure that you are starting to look, feel, sound like your future. All right. Last quote. Okay, this is from Sir Dave. Sir Dave Ramsey says, money always flows away from those who don't manage it and towards those who do. So manage your money wisely. All right, y'all. Peace. See you next week. Bye. Bye.